Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Radiant Black Podcast. This is a podcast focused on Radiant Black, a comic book series by Kyle Higgins, Marcelo Costa, Becca Carey, and Michael Basuto, as well as the Massiverse, a shared universe full of amazing superheroes over at Image Comics. Today, we are going to be talking about Dead Lucky number five, and I'm joined today by my friends and my fellow co-hosts who will introduce themselves. I'm Charlie. I'm doing pretty well today. Uh, a little different. We're switching to the webcams, uh, kind of have the video going. So, uh, yeah, it's nice. We got an amazing issue today. Can't can't wait to talk about that with you guys. Uh, yeah, just been trying to weather this, weather all this cold, cold, cold weather up in Canada right now. Yesterday, I was telling these guys like minus 35 for me. I think it's similar for them today. So it's just been brutal and that's celsius too so yeah no it's been just absolutely killer so um yeah just fighting through that and yeah can we talk about this one how are you guys doing i'm doing good like you said just trying to stay warm it's been yeah. really cold these last couple of days hopefully it gets uh, a little better next week so i haven't haven't been leaving the house but guess what that gives us more time to read and hey. like you said we're talking about dead lucky number five today a little late but I'm excited to talk about it how about you matt Hey, yeah, that's right. Uh, Radiant Matt here, the man in many hats. Uh, excited to chat again on the RBP right here. The first one to call it RBP. Get that trending. No, I don't have to. Don't do anything. But yeah, I've actually got, uh, for those watching on video, I've got uh, my old glasses, actually. My lenses are so thick, I have to send them to like, Germany. And it's like it's like <laughs> Legend of Zelda shit when they're trying to make the big Goron sword. And like they try to do it in-house, and I think it like... I think my my glasses guy lost like probably 500 bucks trying to get them in oh there and like God. it fucked up so we had to send them <laughs> over and this guy's a real hero literally i saw him at uh halcon i uh, dressed as superman i wasn't sure either that was him but i confirmed later because you oh, can't wow. be like it's a weird thing to ask like were you dressed as superman like you have to like, pick your pick your moments but yeah no uh doing pretty good dead lucky is heating up too so i'm excited to talk about this issue we've kind of postponed it a bit we're a bit behind it's the Massiverse keeps expanding, guys. It's not just you guys struggling yeah. to read it. It's tough to keep notes and, uh, you know, releasing podcasts, editing. Bash does, uh, you know, a ton of work editing these. Editing is anyone who's ever edited a podcast knows that it's it's about as fun as, like, falling into, like, a haystack that's all needles. Like, it sucks. <laughs> so uh, kudos to him. And we got some good stuff to talk about after a few announcements. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And thank you. Uh, yeah, everyone does such a great job with the pod, helping out graphics, everything. It's been such a fun journey start 2023 off big obviously with some great videos if you haven't seen we interviewed create uh, co-creator and writer matt groom of infernal girl red so check that out it's on youtube podbean everywhere lots of fun talk about some cool tidbits some teases here and there very exciting stuff and uh we got to read infernal girl red it was fantastic so we highly recommend it as a matter of fact perfect segue because we did a giveaway earlier uh, giveaway for three copies of Inferno Gold Red number one to three different winners. And I just wanted to say congratulations to John Linden B, aka John. I'm, not, I'm just, I don't, I don't want to butcher anyone's name, so I'm just going to say your usernames. Hey, uh, congratulations. What a username. Booty Tyrant, aka Steve. I love <laughs> that. Love username. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, a, a fellow friend and patron of the podcast, Joe Gennaro who has an amazing show. Yeah, Joe actually interviewed us recently, so check that out over at his show, uh, Joe the Man Show. No, I'm just kidding. That's not what it's called, but uh, uh, check Walk it out. The there multiverse, over at, yeah. Yeah, the multiverse over at the Geek Alliance, Ultimate Alliance. They do several podcasts. They've, they, they talk about several incredible things. 
I know they recently did an episode talking about Last of Us episode three and how yeah. it's you know one of the most beautiful episodes of television they've seen. I haven't seen it yet, so no spoilers, please. Yeah. But I look great. forward it to. Great. Yeah, I can't I've, wait. I've, 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 been I've been played the game. I've been played the game. I love it oh, because Nick, oh, you're Nick watching Nick. it fresh. Yeah. That's that, that's why I was so excited for it too. Yeah. Like I, I've just heard how great the story is and stuff, and I've I've heard they changed some things, but no, it's it's been it's been great so far. Yeah, I'm all for I'm all for it because I saw that uh, Offerman was on Camel saying that he used to play Banjo Kazooie, you know, and Yo, but he didn't want to yes. become addicted to the he video was, games. He was, so he was he's like I lost two weeks of my life just, just playing was, that. I, know. Man, I can just was, totally imagine that. I, he was he was MVP last episode. Though, I'm just gonna say. Oh yeah, apparently it was it was amazing. So yeah, Last of Us. You can't be Pedro Pascal like he's successful in anything. And then this took a bit of a detour. But yeah, it's one of the most uh, you know acknowledged and well uh, well critically acclaimed episodes of TV in recent memory. So that's pretty sweet. And we did have fun on Walk Through the Multiverse. A little uh, yeah. who knows what opinions were spouted on that. So uh, that's our little <laughs> that's yeah. our little tease. Yeah. Yeah, check out Joe's show over at A Walk Through the Multiverse and everything they do at uh, the Geek Ultimate Alliance. They do fantastic stuff. And yeah. speaking of, actually, we got a comment from a fellow member of the community and someone who is actually a part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance. And they've said some really cool things recently. The first thing they said is based off our discussion from the last episode. So Fanboy Clay, a... Uh, uh, like you know we've talked about him before he's an amazing member of the community as well as someone who's part of the geek ultimate alliance podcast right yeah he is yeah. many 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 shows i know he <laughs> he's been dropping off a little bit he had to i think slow down a little bit he just had a new a new kid his first child so congrats on that um, yeah, yeah congratulations yeah. i saw the photo to be quiet while reading yeah. in front yeah, of yeah, Red. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of added uh, responsibility there but uh, congratulations and uh, yeah he's also a podcast producer so if you need you know podcast work yeah you know, you know who to you don't want to do that stupid editing that matt was talking about there <laughs> clay yeah. yeah clay's your guy fantastic so yeah uh he sent us a really nice comment actually so he said listening to episode 42 at work and wanting to share some thoughts on the first subject of the discussion i was going to ask how you guys feel in regards to the continuity of things but you guys answered it very quickly i agree that other radiants are important to the radiant black story but only to a degree uh, what of what Higgins makes them. I'm all for each Radiant only getting four to six issues each volume as their stories do or do not connect to the greater RB story. The reason I say this is because I do not want the Massiverse to end up like DC or Marvel in regard to picking up series that either no one is calling for or no one is reading. Not saying red, pink, or yellow are characters that no one wants to read. Take even, for example, a big book like Justice League or Avengers. These titles drop in quality because they have to be relevant to almost everyone that is in the roster. That can hurt a book like Radiant Red or Radiant Pink. Getting a glimpse inside their lives involving the Radiance is a better trade than causing readers to invest in a five-plus ongoings. It's a better sell for comic shops as well if you pitch, it's in the same universe of these series, but it's only four issues. People would then be okay uh, with picking it up because that would be a cheaper sell than a large commitment to an ongoing series. Enjoying the episodes so far and love listening to your discussions. Stay Radiant, Clay. Well, damn, Clay, thank you very much. That's honestly one of my favorite comments that we've ever gotten on the show. And just remember, like, if you guys ever want to have, like, be part of the discussion, send us some messages, just do it, Clay, and, and hit us up anywhere. Uh, we're, we're pretty much anywhere, you know, social media is available. Or any sort of platform. Or... Oh, that was a direct message on Twitter. 
So. Oh yeah. So we read DMs. So uh, you know, don't mm-hmm. abuse that. Uh, you know, with the, <laughs> sometimes. Uh, anyway, so that's yeah. all I'll say. Uh, but yeah, that the Discord we've got uh, on the Radiant Black Discord, we've got a little uh, tab there for uh, podcast feedback, and reviews also help the show too. Uh, on uh, whatever your platform is, reviews uh, help us uh, rise up and get more eyes and ears on the on the show. So little things like that that you don't have to if you uh, you don't have like. Uh, an extra yeah. buck or two here for a patreon to chip in uh, little things like that go a super long way we appreciate yeah. all if you want to help the show just review it yeah a lot of yeah. comment anything for for the mighty the yeah. almighty algorithm yeah, yeah if anyone even has questions about any of the issues or anything yeah along those lines any theories mm-hmm. they want to ask us yeah we, we're happy to talk we want to spread the massive verse love right we want to get radiant black out there we want everybody to read radiant black Keep it going, you know, as much as possible. We want it Massiverse to get as big as as it can. We want these creators to feel comfortable, and uh, people to check these awesome books out. Eventually, the Massiverse is going to get so big, not even Eminem can spit it. <laughs> Just look at what's happening to Invincible right now, right? Like it's crazy. Seth Rogen, man, Seth Rogen, <laughs> like just the other day with the trailer. Anyway, Donkey Kong himself, hey, Jeffrey D. Morgan too. Don't forget, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 what are your thoughts though on Thrag. the before before we become just like another Invincible episode here? What are your thoughts on um, on what Clay said regarding? I actually agree. I think it's, it's smart. Like I, I like the idea of of four issues. Like it's like Invincible, like where we had those mini series that were very short and they really added to the story, but they came out when they were appropriate. They weren't just like we, we don't need them all the time. If it fits the story, right now I think the Massiverse has been really smart with how they're approaching it in terms of we're only going to do a mini series when we have a story to tell and we're focusing on a certain aspect of that character's evolution. Uh so whether it's the origin, whether it's how they've progressed past like this moment in the comic books. We've seen with Pink she's trying to go past some of the obstacles she's faced in her life as well as trying to attune uh herself to the changes like getting superpowers trying to balance the work life being a family uh, having a family you know being there but break up yeah trying to find love trying to get some booty action (laughs) yeah uh yeah so and then and then we see in uh in radiant red it was a similar self-exploration for zatomi we're seeing in in uh what was the, yeah uh, radiant yellow we haven't gotten yet but hopefully we'll get a radiant yellow soon where we'll explore more of wendell's life in a particular time in the future in the past i don't care because they were all interesting and i can't wait to learn more about them yeah um just to add to real yeah. quick i think i think it's cool that they keep it uh, four or five issues because it becomes six with the radiant black like tie-in issue and then you can if you don't want to get the floppies you can just wait and read it all in trade and yeah. some people some people prefer it that way yeah that's a good point. It's, it's point. accessible price-wise. Like you saw a trade four or five issues, it's gonna be cheap, yeah. And the same thing for a miniseries, like people can justify it if they want to check out something new, but if it's super long and it's like there's also this built-out universe, it might be difficult for people. For trades are really nice too. They're mm-hmm. really well made, they have a lot of cool back matter too. It's they're definitely Great. worth it. Yeah. So another thing actually Clay recently said is he that he echoed some of the sentiments that we've all had as a community, as a radiant black community, as a massive verse community. All of us have said at one point or another, us here on the podcast, people on the Discord, even people outside the Discord have have said, when are we going to get that legend, Dan the Man Mora, to, to do something associated with the massive verse? And yeah. Fanboy Clay, he he took to our to everyone's thoughts and he he echoed those sentiments loud in the Twitter and bravely and boldly 
Randall. Uh, he tagged all the creators associated. He tagged Kyle. He tagged Misty. He tagged uh, Melissa. He tagged Megan. He tagged Matthew Groom. Matt Groom. He tagged us. He tagged Massiverse Central. And he's like, so when is Dan Moore going to join the Massiverse? And he tweeted this almost illegally good one hour sketch that Dan Moore did for playing oh, yeah. high school. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, how do you do that in an hour? Like, that's like, dude, that is like cheat codes. That was you know, crazy. Like, yeah. You guys no, know GTA so when you like do the cheat codes and shit falls out of the sky. That's like that what a, Dan Moore yeah. did. Yeah. Just, yeah, no, that, just, just unfair too. And I know Clay um, too, like he doesn't, like he, he kind of, he was actually the first person I heard like Dan Moore about, like he was like starting Power Rangers and stuff. Like he was always big on Dan Moore. And then when he came to DC and I was able to see his work, now everyone freaking talks about the guy. So he, like, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Not just, yeah. not just Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I didn't know it was like, I've told him. Like maybe for three years now, I'm like, dude, Dan Moore. Yeah. Like since he's... Once in Future, like the Dan Moore. That's like, that's, this so, guy, that's what made that... me a fan. Once in Future, the art on, on Once in Future was so good, and then World's Finest came out, and I was like, oh, this this guy's for real. It would be, and I think we mentioned it. Uh, maybe Michael, if we can get him on, and he was like, yeah, they they're trying to get on a lot of people all the time, but and, and it's addressed here. So they actually we got some replies from from Team Massiverse. Here's what uh, what some of the replies were. So. I'm trying to see why I can't see all the. Oh, okay, wait, wait. So obviously, <laughs> some of these are funny. So brace yourself. So, oh wait, man, Twitter is weird. Okay, so, what the fuck? okay, so Ryan replied, he's fine. That's it. Uh, Matt Groom replied, <laughs> everyone at Team Massiverse is a huge fan of Dan, and I feel confident in saying that we'd all take any opportunity to work with Dan in any form in a heartbeat but he's a rightly busy guy and i think michael okay. said pretty much the exact same thing when we had him on and then uh melissa said something to the effect of for somebody to twitter being read but she said something to the effect of we're all dan mora stands basically yes yeah so damn yeah, i mean the damn three damn off for super massive three yeah, it's one thing when your Anything. fans gu gush, but like when the creators are all gushing too, when they're all just like, "Yeah, you know, we need you here. You're that good." Like, uh, he really is, man. We'll get, we'll get Dan Mora hopefully. Um, He's that guy. He is that mm. guy, mm. for sure. Um, actually, but before we get into the issue too, I want to get a little show and tell, little show and tell here. This thing, this thing came in today. Oh, that's Ooh. cool. For the oh, listeners, we'll treat for this. Let's the, go. The yeah, go. red shirt. Yeah, it's got the. Got Why are you lying? That, that's just an apron with a bikini. Freaking, <laughs> yeah, freaking amazing. But yeah, no, it's it's good. Um, just a warning. I'm gonna like this size. Like I've gotten a lot of shirts. Um, this one I got the same size, but it fits a little small. So I'm probably gonna end up sending it back for a bigger size. But they are. Like I know, like the people at Black Market Narrative, they are so good with customer service. So I'm not, I'm not worried whatsoever. So, but yeah, no, their designs on there, Black Market Narrative. Go get your shirts. Go get your shirts. Awesome. Hell yeah. I I, I can't wait. I I gotta put an order in soon. Give myself some Inferno Gold Red. Yeah. Good or night. order it a little bigger if you're. Yeah, a little bigger. Yeah, yeah. No, that I, I feel the same way. Yeah, this there, one's a yeah. little bit tight. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think so far that's pretty much everything in terms of news we're getting close to the release the, to the pre-order uh, foc sorry the final order cutoff date for no one no one releases so what is no one no one is the new comic book series coming out uh, in the massive verse by 
Kyle Higgins, Brian Buccioletto, Geraldo Borges, and Hassan Otsman Eltau is is uh, is uh, lettering this one. So I don't. I think Becca Carey won't be lettering this one. So that's that's good. I guess that's a relief for her. She's been working on so many titles. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, ten months ago, the Richard Rowe murders, which we've talked to Richard about Richard Rowe several times. Check out our Twitter. The Richard Rowe murders shocked the city of Pittsburgh. In the month since, the killings have sparked a dangerous political movement, copycat killers, and a master vigilante who's still determined to hold the powerful accountable. Not a symbol, not a hero. They could be anyone. They're no one. Superstar writers Kyle Higgins and Brian Buccioletto and rising star artist Geraldo Borges bring you the oversized first chapter of the true crime superhero drama in its own corner of Massiverse. And the story continues in Who Is No One, a monthly companion podcast starring, starring Rachel Leigh Cook and Patton Oswalt, Marvel's Modoc. Um, yeah, so need I say more? Check check that book out. Looks really cool, almost Batman esque, uh, massive verse character. Very excited. Final order cutoff should be within the next week or two. Put in the pre orders. Some really cool covers. You got a Montez variant, uh, a Mark Englert variant, by the way, which is gorgeous. He's doing this like almost like movie classic style movie poster. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's really cool, man. I, I, those are the ones that are really grab my eye. The Jim Jim Ma food, of course. Yeah. I love I'm, I'm really just yeah. curious about the like whole series i think you said like this is the first one or one mm -hmm. of the only ones not lettered by becca mm -hmm. um but also like i think kyle said himself like it's gonna be a little more disconnected than any of the other massive verse books so i think with a different letter for sure it's gonna like i'm just curious how how the feel of the book's gonna be but yeah i can't wait with the podcast and everything it's it's gonna be a treat for sure yeah and hassan hassan is so 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 talented like on like <laughs> prodigy kind in my opinion so i'm very excited to see what he brings and he's actually the panel x panel uh isn't he like the creator of panel x panel or like the senior editor or something he's one of the lead people at panel x panel one a, a great comic book uh, uh magazine that comes and it's paid but if you get the subscription you can get access to all of them i highly highly recommend there's even articles on uh inferno Girl red reading black and different editions it's actually like if you like good comic book uh articles good comic book news and everything it's it's some of the best there is yeah so um yeah and the last thing we have here the last bit of news is not related uh, to no one this band does have a one in their name <laughs> it's alice <laughs> with this dope ass oh. dead lucky music video right that's oh, so it's next one yeah cool. Well, but out of nowhere to celebrate the volume to promote the uh, volume one of dead lucky uh, releasing in march we got a really cool music video the second so far in the massiverse that's how cool this is is like it's the second music video in the freaking massiverse is uh we get alice with uh, an original song about uh featured like just inspired by and to go as a companion song with uh, with dead lucky this is really sweet uh alice i was just reading their description in the music video which you can find on black narrative uh, black market narratives uh, youtube channel it's really dope, and it says that their um, their influences include uh, range from Pink Floyd, Nine Inch Nails, and even the the heavy dark vibes of Tool. So that's a really cool. Those are really cool influences, and the track it's got a really good amb uh, ambience to it. So definitely, definitely give that a look if you like that kind of style, or if you want uh, a companion piece for Dead Lucky. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're muted there, Bash. I'm just saying, like just so cool that they're continuing with the streak yeah. of like uh all this awesome stuff and yeah really cool song i was excited to see it yeah we're spoiled we're just spoiled 
But yeah, um, I Wait, think. So before we start, get yeah. lucky. There's one last thing. I'm sorry. No, it's the ahead. key issue list we made. We made an awesome key issue list. It has all the key issues of the Massiverse so far. I know there's a few that are not up to date, but we'll update them soon. I know I missed Suave on Rogue Hunt number one. It's been updated, but I'm not going to delete the thread and update it again. You just We'll make a video. Everything will be there. Everything will be good. Very excited for that. All four of us will talk about why all the key issues are key issues and just run through the list. So stay tuned for that. And now, Dead Lucky. Excited for this one. I, I just want to say right off the bat, um, I think it was um, I think it was Ali was at least the first person I heard it from. But just seeing that title at the end of last issue, uh, Shift in Power. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a good call. So, yeah, just right off the bat, I wanted to start with that. Yeah, this was this was uh, I think we've all kind of um, said like this might be our favorite. I don't want to speak for everyone, but this is my favorite issue. I think Bash said that as well. Yeah, mine too. Uh, but yeah, no, this was freaking just freaking amazing yeah really good stuff yeah i mean what an opening picking up right from the end of last issue yeah max sands reporting live from the scenes i love the uh the way they made it look like a tv screen like the overlay how they have like the static kind of look of the waves i thought that was a really nice touch to you know immerse you in this it's, it really feels like they're live and on the scene with all the robots the robots uh, the way they're built and after reading like the first volume of saga it, it changes the way you look at these robots yeah. or whatever but yeah, um, we got their name. Is this the first reveal of their names? Is the Morobots? Uh, no, uh, they were revealed that in the first issue, but we did okay. get the name of the leader, one of the like the representatives of the faces okay. of, of Salvation Gang, who's Gust, the person who's yeah. talking. Yeah, and then we got we got to see testimony, or we got to see just like you know uh, rebuttals from both sides. Jimmy Moss gave his take, you know, saying the city's not broken. But uh, we're tired of standing on the sidelines. And I think that's interesting, interesting pitch there. They're, obviously, they want to gain control of San Francisco. They want to push their agenda. And we're seeing Morrow is just the complete polar opposite. You know, they don't want any authority, especially for a mega corporation. And they're targeting Jimmy Ma specifically, saying this really just benefits yeah, and I'll say here, and I do have to turn in my massive first card on the cover until like a reread today. I did pretty much think that was shift on the cover. <laughs> like that's how bad I am. But they do look alike. Like very similar. Color. Very yeah, similar. Almost too. like they could be, you know, brothers. But anyways, <laughs> we don't know. But I mean, shift I doesn't even know. Do we? Yeah. Do we have shift's last name? I asked Charlie earlier. I can't, yeah. I don't think we do. Right. We just we don't guy, have, right. Yeah, and we don't have Marshall's last name either. Two characters, two important characters, when we don't have their last name. I don't know. Could be interesting. All... No, yeah, we, we, we pointed that, that out before, and it's very interesting. Yeah, like two very important characters, and we don't have their last names yet. Did you guys talk about how Jimmy looks like on your last episode? I wasn't there on how he looks like under his skin, like he's involved with the tech. Like when we saw him in the pool, like he's got like the lines yeah. under him. Yeah. So he's what him, what, him what, and what uh, is it Corinne that's with him? Yeah, there, there was, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, a few of her, yeah, a few of his employees, I think, also had that technology too. Like there was a couple with that same kind of stuff, like on their arms and stuff. Okay, um, so but no, it's it's interesting. Yeah, he's definitely definitely some android or or something going on. But also, yeah, no, I, I another touch I I did think was pretty interesting too. I don't know if this was intentional, but the whole time like Jimmy Moss getting interviewed about um about like the city and stuff like it's very 
bright and vibrant and everything. And then like when you switch to actually reality, like you go back to um, you go back to BB and her gang, like just how dark all the scenes are. And you go back to reality and how like even when you go back out to like out on the streets, how dark everything is. And yeah, no, I just I, I love the switch and the coloring in this issue was especially good. I know it's it's always amazing, but no, we'll, we'll get to it later on. But there's yeah a few scenes that are just just top notch top also notch. i don't i don't know if this was intended in the naming of jimmy moss but i and i did did have to google this i'm not a boy scout but moss does tend to grow on the north side of the tree so the moss is always trying to be on top right always trying <laughs> to be above the cutting edge right so i think the name is fitting and jimmy like jimmy with an eye as well is interesting you don't see a lot of that because yeah. you know it's all about jimmy it's two eyes because it's all about oh, i don't know that's probably not intentional i read too much of the stuff bass is, bash has been in a university course with me where i don't shut the fuck up but this time you know people at least <laughs> somewhat choose to listen to me <laughs> so yeah there's that yeah. So yeah, I think Jimmy Moss is a cool design and I like how he, I do think there's a connection between him and Guy. There's a reason he's, we'll talk about it later, but I do think there's a reason that he's bringing his mercs to help uh, Salvation Gang. Yeah, and it, it spawns an interesting alliance, right? Like the circumstances and it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of sort of thing is like, so that's what happens here. We get a, uh, a, a circumstantial alliance and we see that not only does Salvation Gang want to team up with bb and her robots to you know they have an idea they're like why don't you use these these bots to power them up and then guess who shows up your friendly neighborhood shift you know things were going to get shifty when you saw that title last issue and Absolutely. things did in fact get shifty it's like yeah. you get his signature just like leaping into the issue you know what i mean he has to go in like feet first because that's how shift is you gotta say i love the way french draws him really slick <laughs> really really slick love it very uh very true to how marcelo draws him but also just you know you could see he's doing his own thing and i i love this action scene this initial action scene with him leaping at her you know uh, eddie freaks out gives it the old bb lay uh bb like bb uh yell and then that's where we see some really cool moves from shift but to no avail because <laughs> bb is ready and she does she doesn't joke around but uh guy guy he knew what he was doing it seemed like he wanted a demo and he got one i love how differently their first interaction went compared to uh satomi in raining red like satomi at that point was still kind of you know timid and unsure of um how to how to react to him but bb bb's taking no shit. she like she kicked his ass knocked him down grabbed him if it wasn't for um for the salvation army people like she could have definitely kicked his ass yeah that's a good point. And it actually really um, that that just reminded me, like reading through this little part, like really did give me radiant red vibes, like the whole heist and setting up like the planning and all that. So that was and maybe because shift was there, that did help kind of with those vibes. But no, I I love this whole kind of team and all the new characters we met in this issue. Um, but no, it was just cool seeing guy in here and, and he he brought the robots, right? I think so. He br he brought some presents along. With them, I, I, I assume so. Yeah. I think he yeah he gave those robots to BB. I think that's the way I took it. Or did he? Or did they steal yeah. it? I think I think the Mar the Salvation Gang brought the the bots right. Oh okay. Yeah, and then I don't know if Shift is in charge of them or not. I, I got an impression that they're working together. Yeah, he said he showed up with bots and Mercs, yeah. so he yeah. brought he brought the bots with him. So yeah, yeah guys hooking everyone up here. So. Guy's like a freaking. Uh, he's just like a, an arms dealer at this point. He's just like, he's just like 
yeah, fanning the flames. Um, Arms, legs, big ass uh, robot body, the whole the whole nine <laughs> yards. And like I do like the comparison between how BB handles the situation, and how Satomi handles it, because Satomi's more molded by her world, more boxed in with everyone kind of fucking things up for her. BB has been she's used to she's probably dealt with a lot of assholes uh, in the military, let alone on the other side of the uh, you know uh, the other side of the trenches and stuff like that. But BB is not going to take any shit from guy, and she's also physically about as big as him. Like Satomi's a little uh, more uh, you know she doesn't have the stature of BB and. BB, you know, the whole world's crumbling on her and she's not going to take shit. Like, this is important. Like, this shift guy, their entire, like, she could lose her town if this guy doesn't have the goods. So it's a really big deal. No time for, you know, witty, uh, you know, witty tete-a-tete. Yeah. You can see how confident she is because she's talking to Spaceman, Tanky, and Ghost, like, in front of them with no fucks given. And even even shifts like, who the hell are you talking to? You know what I mean? Yeah. So she's so confident. Like, she's just, like, very you know reserved confident in her abilities i think she has a good assessment of the situation uh in terms of uh uh yeah like compared to satomi who was nervous you know she was always yeah. second guessing herself sweating like you could tell like she she was a newbie yeah um and i love like the development too like they've shown to make bb like we know her like this. Like, I think it was that flashback. We saw her at the bar of that guy, like picking on her and her just showing her like standing up for herself and just showing like how, how strong she is. So yeah. Yeah. That's a good you can almost see her leading like the charge in supermassive 2023. Like, I think she'll be calling the shots. Right. Cause I think out of everybody, she definitely has the most like leadership. She's the most she's... tactical. She's the most tactical, right? She has experience like combat, like real actual real life combat experience. And she wants to uh, succeed. Not like they're looking for war. Like the Salvation Gang wants war. She's like, no, how are we going to complete the mission? We're going to go yeah. sneak in the mayor and talk to the mayor directly. Like she doesn't want bloodshed. She's not there to beat the shit out of people. She's there to provide, to, you know, win like win with as few casualties as possible because she knows what those casualties are like. They've never left her, you know. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. We see that they they talk, you know, and then they start developing a plan. And we've got like everybody here, right? We've got Winston here, and she looks awesome. And I've really liked Winston's at uh, Winston as an addition to Dead Lucky. I think she's a really cool character. It just reminds me of a lot of different things I've seen in pop culture, but also in her own like cool way. I wish it was Winston. Uh, if we have Gus, we need Winston. The D should be there. But other than that, uh, I, I like her design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a very cool design. And I gotta say, she comes. I mean, I like I I, I was gonna I was thinking she was gonna be the ones the one that was gonna provide the upgrades for Bibiana, but as we see in the next page after. The, a, a brief momentary circumstantial alliance is formed that Eddie comes bearing gifts and not only worry because it's been teased, but as we see, she gets this awesome blaster uh, uh, that can focus her electricity, almost like a really cool chain gun in a way. So I thought that was awesome. And it looks really like futuristic in, in, in tone with the rest of the series. Awesome aesthetics. Almost looks like a skull on the stock too. Of yeah. the gun, like it almost looks yeah. like her skull a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, I really yeah. like that. The gun's dope and it can like focus her powers and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's it's, it's Su such a such a great idea. I actually went back and and just checked if um because I think there was a gun on the cover. I think it was for this issue of spawn, right? Like they were like the spawn was carrying a gun as well. So but it was it was a different it looked mm. a little different, but um, no, it was a good connection. 
Yeah, really, really cool touch though. And seeing this close up of BB on the page underneath the gun and the gun itself, I gotta, I gotta give kudos to French. Like this, we say it a lot, but yeah, this is, uh, it, it, it keeps up with the bar that French has set. Like this is a great issue. I love the faces. I love the models. He's had to draw a lot of cool, like different tech and stuff like that, so it can't be easy. And I just like the way this world has been realized. It looks really great. Yeah, and I like this little moment that she has where she tells us, "Like, do you know how, how in love with you I was and how much I love you now?" And almost like she, he, he says he feels the same way. So it's a really like sweet moment uh, that I really appreciated and loved in this issue. And then, and yeah, like you guys said, Natalia continues to fire in all cylinders in terms of colors. And we posted, we posted a tweet recently about uh, the newer characters. Spoilers, spoilers. I mean, if you're this far into the review, I hope it's, it's clear that we're spoiler talking. But there are two new characters who appear in this issue unnamed. And... We posted a picture about them on Twitter saying, like, oh, my God, can we finally, like, it's been, like, three weeks. Can we talk about how cool these characters are? And, of course, we tagged uh, Mattia and French because they're doing an amazing job on the art in this book. Yeah, they do look amazing. I was, yeah, I went through this a few times just to see if we could we could find their name. But, no, they uh, they look super We did, we did actually get their name. I don't super know if we can ass. divulge their name, right? But we do we yeah, do know the name do, of at least we one We do of know them. now. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have to divulge <laughs> it. We'll, we'll divulge it. It's in the divulge. Yeah. Uh, sealed yeah. in the divulge. All right. Yeah, <laughs> no, the there, there's something yeah. about, there. I guess, this universe is just good with helmet designs. Like, mm. I don't know. They, they love they love playing with helmets. I'll tell you that. It's like Halo-esque almost. And there's something about Maria, not Mary, with what's going on later. Uh, a lot of this is BB saying what could be her goodbyes, right? It's ready to go off to war. That yeah. could be the last time mm -hmm. she sees Eddie. She says goodbye to, uh, she sees her parents, doesn't say goodbye, but she wants to check in on them after we lost the restaurant and everything got like blown up. And, you know, we got a nice goodbye for Maria and a little bit more. Yeah, we're back home with Tony or back at the outside the restaurant with Tony Yang and Gracie Lopez, you know, the parents were saying our goodbyes, very intimate uh, moment. She gives them the big tight hugs and uh, they, she, they say their words and, you know, almost uncertain of whether they'll see each other again, but then she sends the test. And my, the funniest, I actually like gagged out loudly laughing when I read this part of the issue. Uh, issue. So you see the text come up right in the lettering. And of course, Bibiana has Maria saved as hot cop on her phone. So uh, I was just saying, I'm just saying, I was just saying, like, that was really funny. But um, yeah, she texts hot cop, aka Maria Garcia, and she tells her that, um, can I just see you tonight? You know, there's some, there's just some, there's a lot of tension, including some sexual tension, as you see, because as they're, as they meet, they're on the couch talking, you know, there's clearly they care for each other. There's some concern. Uh, apprehensiveness apprehension because they're about to do something you know crazy and that's when it finally happens we've been talking about it right now for or now for four issues now about how there's been some spark how they've been teasing it but it's finally happened maria and bb have a, a really nice tender kiss on the couch and she has a really funny pickup line where she says she hasn't had sex in a long time and she might die tomorrow. The only thing I could think of personally during this whole time was like, are spaceman tanking and ghost like watching? Like, yeah, yeah. Do they just go somewhere? Like, she doesn't care anymore. It's uh, could, this could be the first origin of the Massiverse for all we know. I mean, oh, really, but I'm just saying, like, a good, a good, a good intermission would be like poker night at existence or something, you know, like yeah. you just have all of them like playing for a bit and then. Yeah, not in my like, head canon we're looking we're watching this from their perspective from the ghost perspective, <laughs> janky and the whole game. 
I assume they would look away though, right? Like if if you had to, like, out of respect. Is... Yeah. 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 Exactly. I, I, like I said, po poker not in existence. That would be my plan. Like robots yeah. is waiting there. So. Yeah, and Melissa isn't only you know giving us recipes. We have pickup lines now. So like if these pickup lines work, uh, tweet at us, Massiverse fans. Let us know and take pictures with your <laughs> future wives and future husbands and let us know uh, how that worked out for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So um, in the next page, we are back on the streets of San Francisco. And I just want to say a fun little homage we see on a uh, on a board, Twin Peaks, if you're not familiar with the TV oh, show. Nice yeah, fan fantastic show. So love the homage. This Massiverse crew clearly appreciates good uh, art, good t television, good media in general. So love to see those little mentions. We've yeah, seen and, and Shift's exerting his superpower of knowing when someone just got laid, basically. You can kind of sense this kind of stuff. Although, like, <laughs> her, although yeah, a, a collar's, uh, you know, jacket is a good way to tell. But yeah, we get, I guess, the first hickey in the Massiverse as well. So, like, first appearance, we've got to uh, change first the list. First appearance. <laughs> Could that be a tease? Could that be a last name? Corporal Hickey, perhaps, might have been the leader of the platoon when they all, I don't know, we're not going, we're not capping this up. But yeah, no. Uh, Shift is so good at, no one pisses people off more than Shift. We thought Marshall had the monopoly on this but shift is really good at just getting under people's skin and stuff like that and even mentioning you know uh, i'm not going for that joke and you know it's a bad joke i'm not going for it but anyway yeah i love their I mean, dynamic though i love their dynamic just they're both so hard ass kind of and just kind of the way they talk with each other it's just it's good stuff really and uh yeah it's kind of it's it's nice to just see guy like around i know we've we've said this before but it's just nice like seeing him being that sent that corner piece of the massive verse just kind of spreading around so yeah it's just awesome for sure yeah i like how it doesn't pull his punches he's like yeah i did my research too lots of reacts oh, yeah. on oh, the file yeah. calling card of a special op squad leader <laughs> like he's just straight up called her out on her bullshit. He's like, um, yeah, no, you're not gonna slip past me. And I was like, very shifty. You know, what I mean? you know when we have that game where they're talking and he says, "In time, Captain," I'm getting like, um, uh, what's his name, uh, David vibes from Prometheus, uh, uh, like the android that they had uh, Magneto playing and stuff like that. How calm and cool and collected. Like he know he's a game player and he knows like we don't know how many high profile things he's he's negotiated. Plus, we know why he's cocky because he's dealt with half the massiverse at this point and lived to tell the tale. Although we don't know what happened uh, beyond this point, um, we can't talk about spoilers for Radiant Black, whatever. So I, I won't mention it, but it, we'll talk about the timeline stuff at some point of what he's doing and where this takes place. I assume Radiant Black, no, whatever. I'm not gonna get into it. Yeah, I just want to say I, I do. I do really like how Melissa writes Shift. I think she nails the tone of the character, and I love this line where, where he says to her, "Everyone's got a price, Captain. Yours just isn't money." I love that. I love that he's already, in a way, threatened her like backhandedly, in a way. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I love that he's, he's, he's like, he's not scared to intimidate. He presses. You know, he's, he's really shifty, motherfucker. He really is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I really like that. But I do also like that they're thrust into this scenario, literally right now on the next page, because as we see the lights, the lights uh, black out. You know, the lights are gone, and then there's an explosion, and as we see. Uh, Maro has located them and has is trying to apprehend them. So I really like this because a the colors are gorgeous on the page. Great art mm -hmm. by Carlo Carl Magno. Very dynamic pages. I really one of the staples of this series that I find really cool are these like invincible and sorry invisible drones. Really cool. Really really cool touch. And yeah, yeah I just want to say like it's like the Maro bots. Uh, the robot, uh, sorry, the dog Marobots are a very nice touch, and I thought that was a very like menacing 
just the angle at which they show them rushing in with like the emotion on his face, like you know, they're pissed, they're running at you in the heat of the explosion. Love these action scenes. Yeah, yeah, really. Great. And they're real too. They they exist in real life right now. We're not too far away from yeah. having like, <laughs> we're not robot dogs like that. The blanket yeah. of fiction isn't there. It's real. Also, yeah. BB BB looks amazing when she's getting the mask on. I love this. I noticed this in the reread, how it's like it's lit up, but you can see the outline of her mask, like the skull covering her face. Yes. It's one of my favorite transformation sequences and one of my favorite panels from Dead Lucky. I think it was really cool and nice little nice touch. Yeah, looks awesome. And I actually before we get into this fight too, like I thought it was interesting. Like I think like they're they're going right now to go or their plan was to go shut down um all the kind of the dormant moral bots to kind of like take away that advantage. But I thought it was really cool that like um guy just pointed out like your plan's not like gonna work like you say it is so it, it kind of shows like not only did he like just see through right through her about the hickey but like her plan too like something really didn't add up you know like she's smarter than she's kind of letting on so i i like that too and that just kind of like still i don't think we still know that answer really what she's what she's trying to do mm -hmm. but it's a very like casino real like she from like 007 yeah. exchange except without like the uh the new soul rope to the testicles oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's a more of like a just direct dialogue of uh threats and and veiled uh you know veiled threats and all that but uh yeah fantastic stuff the page where you finally see shift and dead lucky side by side in costume like suited up ready to go i just want to say man everyone in the team involved like big Congratulations yeah. on the clap because that is one hell of a visual <laughs> upgrade. Everybody on Twitter was talking about it. Everybody on social media, like on the Discord and the Massiverse related circles, were talking about how cool that was. We were talking about it. And um, I hope we see it again. So very cool. Well, we probably you, will see it again when we talk about our like best of 2023 list, probably because it is like this is this is setting the bar really high. Like I know Bash wanted to include this on his best of the Massiverse 2022 list, which is coming out in the future. Uh, spoiler: This isn't on it, but you know, if this wasn't, you know, it's a damn good list. Yeah, uh, I have a question for you guys. Do you think the upgrade is going to stick with her? Like that'll be her norm now, or will it be kind of like a cape mode where she puts it on or she gets uses the upgrade when uh, she gets? I think she, I think she has the gun for good now. I'd like to mm. say, like she has that gun for good. I think she can kind of just yeah use that to her advantage. Maybe she can like I don't know. I don't think like we've seen she doesn't have to be in the robots now, so she can be yeah. kind of controlling them and like the gun can kind of just be protecting herself kind of thing. So yeah, that that was cool. I wasn't I thought it was kind of just going to be like her and the robots kind of electricity, but we've just seen like we saw her like kind of like live wire like jumping through lights like through like the electricity. Like we've seen so many cool powers and I this is just such a great way to channel it and I yeah, no I love I really want to see it going forward. I hope. So yeah. after guns, fire swords, we're we got some good shit coming oh, up here yeah. in the mass. Yeah. Yeah. But and speaking of like this next page, we get where you get an all out like basically battle between Morrow, the Morrow bots, Morrow's uh, army, and then Salvation Gang and the newly formed alliance. And I just gotta say, BB's just blasting away with a new electric blaster. Uh, Mars got some really cool new bots dropping into. They say no, there's no ordinary bot, but that's when we get a really cool picture. One of the coolest of the image, I think my of the issue, and one of, I think my favorite of the entire issue. We get shift and two new, uh, just two new, I guess you could say, uh, mercenaries that are part of his hit squad, and they're standing there and. 
one of them on his left is dressed in almost like a green sort of suit and the other one is dressed more with like a cloak and a hood just looking very cool fire-based guy really just slick designs overall honestly i gotta say very much enjoyed this i'm not sure if we can reveal the name of the character yet but melissa has told us the name of the, at least the fire character so really cool stuff and uh yeah so this makes this issue a key obviously for these two first appearances Yeah, awesome. And I, and I think we said, yeah, th this was the, also the first appearance of their kind of their super moral bot, right? Like the kind of upgraded one. So, yeah, they were kind of freaking out about that. It's got a it's, it's got a little got more the, technology, but yeah. It's got the mermaid man belt, the little M there. And it's not such a mumbo <laughs> the way to kick ass. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell and yeah. It, does, it almost has, it looks like I would have given it the blade feet, right? Like, I don't know what the legs are like if they have sharp edges on them. Oh, really shit. yeah. I'd be pretty sweet, like Kingsman style. But yeah, the robot is nice that not only like we can just deal with what Mario's doing, but they've also got even better robots. Like, we don't know how advanced their tech is, and that's how they're that big a threat because you don't know what else they're cooking with. And now that they know Dead Lucky's out there, they'll probably have electricity resistant kind of stuff coming up. Like, they'll have like a wooden robot coming up. Who even knows? <laughs> Futurama style, but yeah. And one thing Melissa promised us when we first had her on the show to talk about uh, the impending release of Dead Lucky then was she told us that this was the bots book. This book is going to have a lot of robots, a lot of big bots, a lot of big action. And and she did not lie. She delivered. The team delivered on that promise. We've got so many uh, memorable moments throughout Dead Lucky so far, including in the very next page where we get Dead Lucky just blasting into the... Uh, I'm not blasting, more just like blowing, <laughs> landing into the scene with three new bots. She's controlling all three of them at the same time with her powers. So we're getting a better grasp of what she can do with her powers at this point. Which she wasn't even sure, right? She was uncertain if she could do that. She was like, do you think I could run all three of those? And, and she did. She is. Well, I don't know if it's like explicitly stated, but I would think that each one of her uh, like platoon members is controlling a bot, right? <laughs> Ghost has one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she says dead lucky. Let's kick some ass. So yeah, I think, yeah, that, yeah. I think it's like somewhat. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I that? think that happened before too. Like escaping the fire with all the moral bots, right? Like we saw yes, one yes. ghost take over each of the little bots. Um, so yeah, I think that theory is right. But no, the, these ones look awesome. The one with the little glass bubble on it. A little concerned about kind of the the durability of that one, but uh, might must be some strong glass, you know. But that yeah. that flying one might, is definitely my my favorite design, personally. And they're they're rounder too. These are round boys. They're not yeah. like the tall like <laughs> sleeker things. These guys like they're dense. Like they could it'd be like you know uh, wins uh, the little hamster from Overwatch. They're rolling to a ball. It could be like wrestling ball. You don't know what you get. Like, <laughs> yeah. If these things can move, they're probably slower, but how are you going to stop them? Seriously, without That's an EMP, true. like these things look like, you know, it's hard for me not to see uh, an Among Us character right now with the way I'm looking at it, but these things would beat the shit. Out of, like, what, how do you stop that? Like, even if you have Monopoly of the City, this is definitely the threat that BB needs it to be. So these guys will back off and Morrow might rethink what they're doing because, you know, half of taking over is if people give up, it's way easier. But now there's a fighting spirit and, you know, and they, let alone with some power from, from Shift and everyone teaming up. Mm -hmm. Morrow might have to back up. Some have speculated that like this is almost a foreshadowing of another uh, assist that Shift will will have in the future during the Catalyst War. Like some have speculated that he's going to come during the Catalyst War and bring like more army to help you know not lose Earth or something like that. So that's interesting. I could definitely see something like that happening because, like we've said several times. Uh, on the podcast as we've reviewed the issues and seen the evolution of shift as a character is that he seems to be a character that 
like the shifts between all the titles, right? Like he's the one who links a lot of these titles together. He seems to be the one that links uh, Radiant Black to to no one, at least one of the links, because we've also seen as uh, another person uh, recently showed us in <laughs> in uh, on t- on Twitter, someone from the League of Comic Geeks community who created actually a, chron- a chronological list of the Masterverse released titles, so which is really fantastic. So check that out. His name is Realm Rider on League of Comic Geeks, and his Twitter handle is Jake underscore Warta. So he's a follower as well. So awesome member of the community, Jake. And he asked a question, and we've joked about this several times that there's a background character who might end up being like someone significant. And he has a question. So there's the rose in issue 13 of radiant black right and when marshall is uh at the bar with with nathan having you know been back right right after his recovery with jj and he sees the rose or is it which i don't remember but he sees the rose sitting and he says oh shit i gotta go say hi to the rose and stuff so he asked kyle higgins he said hey kyle higgins is richard Rowe connected to the burnett's family friends the rose that were in an issue of uh reading black and kyle replied Oh man, wouldn't that be wild? It's gotta be. You don't even know what this book is yet. You don't even know what this book is yet. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, no, for sure. At this point, right? the rose because they rose to the occasion and paid uh, Nathan's medical bills. They could have something more sinister <laughs> in mind. And I do like that. I like that kind of seed planting where it's like, oh, it's the rose where it did. World, like it did flesh out the world where it's like they are funding it. But if it leads to something, they like they paid for him. Like and and it shows this world of like in radiant black and the massive versus a whole they show a world where like people aren't getting the support that they need you know like financially and stuff like that how it can be an issue how you know medical bills we're not talking like healthcare systems and stuff but i mean to have to pay for if you're in a coma i hope you i hope you saved up you know that kind of sucks so it it adds more to that like world building as well as the flavor of that story and the appeal of the massive verse to me of people who you know uh Inferno Girl Red plays into it a lot of, uh, and I'm not going to spoil Inferno Girl Red of like these themes and like overpower, overcoming situations and people coming together and stuff like that in a world that doesn't seem like seems like it is. We have a lot of technology, but and it's futuristic e, but not enough, and it's not helping people in all the ways that it can. It's just a lot of people getting rich, whether they're selling robots or taking over a city, whether it's billionaires, you know, making deals with the mayor, and it's not helping the people in the way that it should. It's helping very few people at the top. Well said. And, uh, you know, one thing that I want to say about this whole Rose setup is it's pretty cool because it really shows how big the Massiverse has gotten to where, like, we've 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 said several times since, like, issue three or four, they're going to be ma- background characters that are going to make comebacks that are going to be somewhat important to the story. And we've seen it with Mills and Peters in the most recent issue of Radiant Black, where they had an important part to play. Uh, and who knows, maybe they'll be back in the future. That would be cool. But we also saw here that that's the case or could be the case with the bros. So, uh, yeah, we've updated the key apps and every uh, the key lists to say that, you know, the first appearance of the bros, cameo, whatever. But also one thing I want to say is that when we were talking about the list a few episodes ago, some of you have heeded the call of, of just like creating a, a list and people have created some recommended reading lists, including the same person, Realm Rider. And I gotta say, a really good list, honestly. One of probably my favorite one that's out there right now. That's that's not ours. Um, pretty accurate, like most accurate one I've seen uh, for the most part. I make a few changes, a few tweaks myself, but uh, yeah. And it's really such an interactive and welcoming uh, part of the community. You know, he's open to people making edits and and up, uh, giving feedback and everything. So it's just nice to see the reading black in the massiverse community come together to make these awesome resources to 
keep the information going and create these awesome guides. I even saw like uh, Michael post on Reddit, like someone was asking, is there like a massive verse wiki? And he's like, I think some people on the Rainbow Black Discord were working on one, Rain Black Podcast Discord. So it's really cool. It's really cool to see that people out there are working on these things. And yeah, get in touch if you want to do something like that. Let's do it. Community, best community. But speaking of, we see back in the war now, or in the battle, we see you know Shift being sneaky, and he's getting behind some of the pawns and going straight for some of the bigger uh, players in this battle. And he notices Kane relaying some intel. Um, but that's when we see that, honestly, Bibiana's bringing some really good disruption to the fight. The shifts or the tides are shifting. <laughs> the tides are shifting. Uh, the, the gotta say the one-on-one battle between Kane and Shift is so fucking cool. Like even though we just get like two panels of it, I wish it was something we saw more of. We do get some really cool, and we gotta be careful here not to accidentally spoil the name. But we do get some really cool uh, panels of the new flame-based character, like brand League of Legends brand style, just like burning everything up around and and just fantastic stuff. I gotta say though. Uh, you guys have echoed the sentiment before. We love a good close-up shot. And what do you guys think of that fit? Like that, just that page amidst so all the action. You see just the burning and close-up shot of BB's face in mask. And you know, one thing I think all of us like about Radiant Black and their helmets is that their helmets are very emotive. And Dead Lucky is not directly like that, but they managed to convey like her her seriousness or her intensity specifically in this in this shot right here with the fire in the background and everything. It was great. Similar to the Radiant Black uh, page where he's leaving the warehouse yeah, and it's on fire. fire and it's like yeah, 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 yeah. very epic stuff. I, I love the the emphasis on her face, just just like really showing off how cool that mask is, you know. Fantastic stuff. And the next page is one of my favorite action pages from all of Dead Lucky so far, where she just puts her hand up in the air, like gets all that electric power and just zaps everybody around her. You know what I mean? Just literally, just you can see how much one just Dead Lucky can go against like a hundred Marabots or something like that, thousand Marabots even. It's yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I like we didn't mention how uh, how um, it takes one to know one when someone shifty. So shift was when he was on the rooftops. He overheard mm-hmm. that. It turns out that Gus, Gus goes, mm-hmm. yeah, Gus goes wherever the wind blows apparently, and mm-hmm. sold out our guys. And I I like that dyna- that it's really cool because like the worst thing you can do is have you know a small limited resources. You know it's a Salvation Gang, not a Salvation Army. And, and he's a hypocrite, people- right? Yeah, because we had that, that whole speech at the beginning of the issue where he's just like, oh, you know, all they care about their own profits, and here he cut a deal with Moss. That's how places like Morrow exist. When you have people that are willing to go where they're going to cover their own asses and sell it whoever. And that's how organizations like Morrow manage to grow and expand and get as powerful as they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, in a way, I think, too, like I, it, it kind of went, went in my head here. Like when they said, oh, round them all up, even Gus. So oh, especially Gus, like I was wondering, oh, like, were they trying to leave him free? Because like in, in a way, if you think about like. The Salvation Gang is like a very just propaganda thing for Morrow to say, oh, we're defending you guys from these people. Like, this is why you need us. Like, if they're gone, like, what, why, why do you need all these war bots everywhere? You know what I mean? If there's no one, if there's no one fighting back or something. So I think they're also a tool in a way. Like, I think Morrow is definitely using them and 
and doesn't and almost wants them out there in a way um, just to yeah keep mm-hmm. their defense on. I, I think they're one of observation. Yeah, yeah it is. I think they want a gust to cover their tracks. So like, don't like leave gust or whatever. Like, bring gust with us so you don't think that we separate gust or there's like a different thing about gust. And that you know, like they don't. They, it covers your tracks really well. If gust is in the van too, they wouldn't suspect uh, him as easily. Yeah, and you know, as expected in a war against robots, robots are expendable, and human beings are obviously not. In this case, we saw we see that firsthand because the this issue ends with BB surrounded with her bots surrounded by Mara bots and it, the, the title of the next issue it says there's no shame in surrender very very interesting title so it seems things might take a turn in the next issue we'll have to wait and find out and of course we get the the crisis hotline at the end of the issue so if anyone's ever feeling or been affected by the themes in this issue or needs any help and support please reach out uh to the resources available to anyone, anyone there, or even just us to talk. So there you go. And we get rations, of course. One of our favorite things about Dead Lucky is that every issue comes with an installment of new rations or just an amazing, cool recipe from uh, Sandra Wynn, who is Melissa Flores' partner. And I got to say, she always kills it. I really liked uh, this recipe right here, Bobo Pudding. It just sounds incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I like all the names for them, but now this one especially just looks, yeah, looks amazing. Someone's gotta, someone's gotta make make some of these someday. I don't, I, I haven't seen any pictures of any, any or anything on Twitter, but no, so, someone does it. And if someone ends up trying to make one of these, um, please like tweet us and show us like if you try if you try to make one of these, because yeah, and let us know how it turns out because looks looks incredible, sounds incredible. Yeah. Totally. Um, but yeah, also um, real quick, like I, I was thinking at the end when like Dead Lucky's holding up, she says, watch your flank, does all the electricity everywhere. I was thinking in a way like that she was going to take over all the Morrow bots. Like I, I thought that's what she was doing, but I guess not. Like she was electrocuting. Yeah, she Pikachu'd him. Yeah, but yeah. So, but but uh, yeah, at the end, she's aiming at the Morrow bots. So I, I guess they still are against her. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see, but yeah, no, amazing, amazing issue. This is kind of, I think this is like the second or maybe third cliffhanger where BB's just like pinned, like yep. just pinned to the ground, like with just people surrounding her ready to come just she's mess her pinned up. like a dope tweet, like she's oh, in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the, the, the two so, very cool new characters, the streak of um, awesome, awesome uh, sorry, awesome Massiverse characters continues in this issue. We get two new awesome characters. They have really cool designs. One of them does look like tracksuit mafia e with like just like one of those helmets. So I just find that a little bit funny, but I like in a great way. The other one, just I really like. I really like that one is more you're tugging on my heartstrings there because you got a fire based guy and he just or or we don't know what the gender is. I get cataclysm yeah. and suave vibes from both of them personally. Yes. Yeah, cataclysm. Yeah. So yeah, and I like I like, but I like that it feels appropriate. Like they do feel yeah. more like tech based heroes as opposed to. Like everyone's been thematically appropriate in terms of their respective series, whereas like in Rogue Sun we got more of the supernatural, uh, Lord Viathans, Demonicas, you know what I mean? Um, fantastic stuff. Really looking forward to next issue, and I think it lends some credence to Charlie's uh, Charlie's thesis earlier that that we see on the cover that she's still wielding the electric uh, yeah. blaster. So hopefully that's a mainstay because it is very cool addition to her, just her overall. Uh, uh, power set 
And I've got a question of... for you guys. Um, so we've seen that Shift is helping the Salvation Gang. What do you think his motivation is? Like, what do you think he's getting out of this? Access to robots or what? Probably. Why would he help? I think we got a tease of that in in uh, Raiding Black, right? I think I think if 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 I'm not so mistaken, at least at least this is part of the angle. I think part of it is to recruit a friend like BB. I think right now you've been you've seen him take a particular fascination with superpowered beings. And when you see him, and this is spoilers, so for the next 20 or 30 seconds, please skip this if you haven't read Radiant Black 21. In Radiant Black number 21, you see Shift say that you, Satomi, like the girl playing teacher, whatever, you're all wasting your potential, wasting your power. You're not doing enough. So I think he's really trying to recruit an army to fight the Catalyst War. Okay. Also, someone with electricity powers when you've got a bunch of machines to power, like I can easily see her like chaining her up and then you're, you're, you know, like and being locked up and just being a battery would be terrible. Worst case scenario for BB if he was really that much of a bastard. But he does like to get these like personal relationships with people, right? Right? Like it's almost like access, right? It's like, it's like knowing more people in a business just opens up the connections that you have and your vision and what you can see in the in knowledge is really important in, in these in these situations it's not just an expression for gi joe knowledge is power and uh shift is trying to shift each and it's it's a power shift we made those puns like i i do like that element and shift he's a very honestly even if he doesn't end up recruiting bb he can always recruit um like salvation gang people or get yeah. maro tech and then figure out a way how to use it because like you said he's prepping for a war he needs he yeah. can have all the tech in the world if he has no one to use it then it's kind of that, useless. that's kind of the way i took it like um i don't think he's work like he's directly with salvation gang but like what better group of people can he sell all of his tech to um that that really need it um so yeah i just think they're kind of the perfect not victim for him but kind of just like the perfect the perfect group for him to just kind of just keep supplying stuff to I and mean, get the yeah i guess so totally. Yeah. everyone's protecting their interests so yeah i mean another fantastic issue from this creative team and we'll go run them through real quick at the end here so we got writing by melissa flores art by french carlo magno colors by mattia cono and letters by becca carey uh, another awesome issue really enjoyed this one i think my my personal favorite of, of the run so far i think charlie's as well so yeah awesome stuff. yeah mine too all of us. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> four to right. four is, thumbs up. Yeah. Is this a six issue mini series? No, this, so no, it's ongoing. What, ongoing. What, yeah, oh, what, sure. I, what I've heard is that they're not soliciting the next issue of this and Rogue Sun because we have that one like hiatus month for Supermassive. So that's what I've heard so far. So if you know, don't be concerned or don't be alarmed if you haven't seen the solicits for the new issue yet. They might just come out with May or June. So. Fingers crossed we'll see some really cool stuff soon. And, like, you know, we, we're going to see them in Supermassive 2023. They're all going to be in that issue. Are so, they? Yeah. So we've already seen the artwork by Danielle. Are they? We've okay. seen the, yeah, we've seen, <laughs> we've seen IGR. We've seen BB, IGR, Rogue Sun, and Rain Black all in the art already. So that we know those four, Matt, Matt didn't yeah. seem so certain. I don't know. No, yeah, I, I, I know. I, 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 we'll he's see. Like, I guess is he, like, trying to Jedi mind I, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. Like, well, I, I wasn't was sure what was happening there. But because I was like, she's in the artwork. But maybe maybe it wasn't, like, confirmed. Maybe it was just, <laughs> yeah. like, promotional art or something. Yeah. But um, anyway, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Before we end here, I just want to give a big thank you and shout out to our uh, – patron supporters so we've got patreon if you want to support our patreon the link will be in the description and link tree and all those associated places it's a good way to 
you know, go above and beyond in terms of helping the podcast, but by no means is it necessary at all. We do appreciate everyone who supports us. So thank you specifically to uh, our patrons, Joe Gennaro, to Noah, and to Patrick. We really appreciate your support. And um, if you if you want to just support us, uh, you know, in the easiest way possible, please just drop a like, a comment, to subscribe. Any way to feed the big algorithm monster, you know, which is basically the singularity at the end of everything. Um, and people and who made they, it this far, who's surrendering next issue? BB or Moro? Who, who's going to surrender to who? Who's in the real BB. power position? BB probably has a plan, though. I or because like Shift is like such a shifty bastard that I feel like even if BB got caught, he's he'll slip between. You know what I mean? Get not even get caught. If if it looks like they're yeah. not going to win, he's just going to run away. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. know. He's I, not gonna wait to lose. I, I can I can very much see her just turning all those super bots around and just pointing all the guns at all the all the Maro of cops and just kind of yeah, just turning turning the turning the kind of uh, narrative there. But I think I don't know. I think I think BB might might go in, but I, I'm I'm wondering like I don't know. Will they like if she goes in for questioning or anything? Like will they? find out her identity well they let her like matt murdoch keep on her mask in prison like like yeah. what's like, you know what would be cool if in supermassive if they kept the robot that wendell's trying to get answers from and then bb like took over it and then just had it like do like you're already here first <laughs> just like it's like oh fight for us you know that would be really cool um that, that'd be sick no yeah, that's true but anyway, because they kept it, so you, you could use yeah. it for answers. You could use it for more. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us today, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next time, and stay radiant.